Amen. You may be seated. I don't know if you realize this yet, but today is Faith Promise Sunday. And when I was a kid growing up, Faith Promise Sunday, I didn't understand missions. And so when I came to it, it was kind of confusing. But having now lived the life that I have and experienced missions firsthand, I got to tell you, I am so excited for the things that we will be talking about today. One of the things that you'll notice is that the name of our church is Mission Church. And so missions is a huge part of who we are. It's our DNA. And you will hear about amazing opportunities that you can be a part of in joining in going on mission with God and with the people that sit alongside you. And uh, I'm so thrilled to hear from the many different people that we'll be sharing today. And I pray that you catch the fire. You see, one of the things that I come to realize is that the church exists by missions as fire exists by burning. Catch that, right? The only way the fire keeps alive is it keeps on burning. And the way the church continues to survive is the church continues in missions. That's what happens. And so today... My prayer is that in each and every single one of your hearts, where there's a match, it'll be lit and it'll burn. And it might be a flicker now, but at the end of today and then going forward, that that fire will begin to rage. Because the fire in my heart is burning, and as I hold my light to your heart, it'll catch fire. And between all of us, we will see a blaze a blaze of what God can do in the life of this church. We're continuing in our sermon series on growing. I just want you to know, for the next two weeks as we do Faith Promise, the message is we're growing the kingdom of God. So keep that in your heart and in your mind. Right now, we're going to do two things. We're going to dismiss the children to go. But before you go, kids, I'm going to teach you a greeting that I want you to all stand up and just turn and greet the people around you. And the greeting is on the screen here. All of this, the missions that we're talking about this, this, uh, today is uh, through the South American region. And this word is called glory to God. So before you greet one another, say it with me. Gloria a Dios. Say it. Okay, great. That means glory to God. Greet the people around you. Kids, you're dismissed. Gloria, adios. Well, Gloria, adios. Amen. 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 So, first of all, Pastor, thank you. I, I, I am so thankful we have a pastor that is passionate about missions, both in our community, but around the world. So, I just want to say again a personal thank you. Um, uh, you were a huge blessing to me as, as the missions president um, with your, your enthusiasm. So, well, good morning, church. Uh, my, my name is Barry Jones. I'm the missions president here at Mission Church of the Nazarene. And this is our first week of Faith Promise Emphasis. We are fortunate to get to do two weeks. So maybe we'll do four next time, but um, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're going to talk a lot about what, uh, what we do as missions, kind of the what. Uh, we got a long list of what's. But um, I really hope, however, that today um, you can hear the me or the I in mission. Uh, I've got up on there the I of mission. What, what does God want for me personally? Corporately, we're going to do a lot of things. You know, Mission Church, uh, we pray about it. We hopefully are led by the Spirit to do things, planning a lot of things for missions. I really hope you can ask yourself this question. What, what is the role for me? What is the I for me? So think about that as we go through this, um, uh, this uh, service. Well, the I for me in missions uh, started uh, really when I went to Russia in 1991 and as part of a missions trip. And I realized that people around the world had the same hopes and dreams that I had. They also had the same need for Jesus. Um, God called me at that point to be more missional, both missional uh, in my community, my, my, the people around me, but also missional around the world. It was, it was a calling to be more missional. And so I hope that you hear some of that today. Um, the, the I for me is also recently going to Honduras and um, continuing to hear God's voice 
where I observed a very faithful, humble servant, Pastor Juan, and um, God prompted me through that to be more intentional in how I love my neighbor. So missions doesn't start today and end today. It, it's, a, it's a process. Um, our our, our um, goal for for, uh, each, for this church really is for each of us individually to be involved in missions in some way, uh, through prayer, giving, uh, maybe going. Um, that's really part of Mission Church's collective missional uh, effort and goal. For you, the I might be inviting your neighbor over for a meal and then praying about what God would have for you to give in faith promise, and then based on God's prompting, actually make a commitment based on that rather than what's in my budget. That might be your I today. Um, your I might be going on the founding mission trip for the first time. Uh, that'd be awesome. We're going to hear about that. Um, it might be going on a trip up the Amazon River uh, this spring with our district. So those, who knows what your I is? I, I want you to listen to God for what your I is today. So... Um, Hopefully, you'll get to see how you can be a part of what Mission Church does with missions. So, um, the last words, and yeah, team, you guys can come, come on up. The last words in the Gospel of Matthew are the Great Commission. I read it every year. Um, you know, kind of have to do that as a missionary president, but um, I really believe this. These are some of the first words of Jesus following his resurrection. As part of being intentional about having um, everybody involved, we've got the, um, some middle schoolers, and we've got Eric up here. Uh, they're going to read the scripture for us. So Layla's going um, to start with uh, Matthew 28, uh, 19. Go ahead. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Layla. So uh, what this verse really says is in your going, uh, make disciples. In other words, it's, it's really part of everything we do. Um, it's um, what I... I need to do individually, and what we need to do corporately. This going is a result of Jesus and the Holy Spirit uh, living in us. It's being sourced by God instead of by ourselves. Um, it, it, if we're sourced by God, we'll want to go, right? Um, so Jesus wasn't asking for a great program. We're, we're going to do some great things. We're going to do some great trips. But that's not really what ask, he's really asking for a lifestyle that leads to discipleship. Um, of ourselves and of others. So, um, so in Matthew, we, we kind of heard the first words of Jesus after his resurrection. Let's see what Jesus has to say about some of his last words before ascending into heaven in Acts 1, 4 through 8. Uh, the context of this scripture is that um, the early church, you know, they've just seen Jesus crucified, then resurrected. Um, they've walked with him. And then he shows up again. So just think of that in the context of this scripture. Go ahead, Eric. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Thanks, Eric. So, um, Acts one eight. It records the last words of Jesus before he's ascended up into heaven. If you had one chance um, to say something really important to your disciples, you know, what would it be? Well, that, these are the last words of Jesus. It's probably pretty important. And what does he say? He says, wait on the Holy Spirit. We're not doing any of this by ourselves, right? We're sourced by God. It's the Holy Spirit in us that does these things. Um, says, wait, but then he says, in the power of the Spirit, to go. Um, the I is maybe to go to San Diego, maybe, maybe to go to my neighbor. Maybe the I is to go to Mexico. Maybe the I is to go to the Amazon. But it's, it's to go um, to preach the gospel 
uh, to go to the end of the earth. That's what we do individually. That's what we do corporately um, as a church. So um, it's really why we do missions and faith promise. Finally, let's look at Romans 10, uh, 14, and 15. These are the words of Apostle Paul, and he's challenging us to send. So, Lucas? How then can they call on one and on the one they have not believed and how can they believe in the one of whom have not heard and can they hear without someone preaching to them and how can anyone preach unless they are sent as it is written how beautiful are the feet of someone who bringing who bring good news? Thank you, Lucas. Yeah, give him a hand. Good job, guys. So the the context of this scripture, if you go back to verse thirteen, um, Paul says, "Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved." Everyone, not just San Diego or the United States. Everyone will be calls on the Lord will be saved. Paul then asks the question, and he asks it of each of us, how then, they can hear, how, can, how then can they hear without someone preaching, sharing the word of the Lord? This is exactly why we do missions. Um, we are called to send preachers to the lost world. And what is Paul's response? How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. We're called beautiful when we simply share the gospel, part of sharing the gospel, both, again, locally and globally. Well, so part of how this church uh, does, um, fulfills these scriptures is through Faith Promise um, and the World Evangelism Fund. It's part of how we fund going and making disciples. Uh, It's part of, from Acts 1 and and the Great Commission uh, from Matthew 28. It's part of how the church goes and makes disciples to all the nations and how we obey the words of Jesus that's really throughout scripture that says, uh, go. So um, what is faith promise exactly? I'm going I'm to put up a slide um, and we're going to just read off this. Um, faith promise giving is making a promise with God to fund missions through what God has placed on, on your heart and then trusting God to provide the resources to meet that commitment. It's asking God in faith what you should give for missions around the world, not necessarily what fits in your budget. So, um, um, uh, faith promise is something uh, the churches around the world do together. Churches in Africa, they'll do a faith promise commitment, maybe might raise 30 bucks. But for them, that is truly sacrificial giving. Uh, Faith Promise is going, giving beyond our tithe, and it's really committed entirely to missions outreach. So our our goal this year, um, and I hope you understand that that why that's really what Faith Promise is. That's why I wanted to actually put it up on the screen. Our 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 goal this year, we're going to raise hopefully under six thousand dollars towards Faith Promise. But more importantly, again, here's the I have every person in Mission Church involved in missions in some way. Um, the money is going to go to the Church of the Nazarene work around the world, but more importantly, it will allow um, Nazarenes, including you and including me, uh, to impact people's lives uh, and to be Jesus to a world that so desperately needs us. That, that, is, that is the why of faith promise. So if you, if you pull out your brochure and you take a look at uh, this page here, it's kind of got a list of all the things we do. Um, you can see we, we, we have the World Evangelism Fund, district support, uh, district world mission projects, family mission trip, local ministries. Um, those are all things that you participate in when you are involved in Faith Promise Giving. It allows you uh, the opportunity to impact each one of those ministries in, in some way. So, uh, again, that's, that's a little bit about why we do Faith Promise. Well, a big part of our faith promise goal is the World Evangelism Fund. And again, I've got um, a slide for that. So, uh, World Evangelism Fund operates the Church of the Nazarene and its entire missions effort.
from funding missionaries in the field, uh, the operation of the Global Ministry Center, districts and churches around the world. Um, the World Evangelism Fund combines resources from churches and then sends missionaries to every corner of the globe. Your giving to the World Evangelism Fund through Faith Promise allows the Church of the Nazarene to support churches, pastors, and lay leaders in 162 different world areas. So, and um, one of the one of the folks in our congregation um, is actually a missionary's kid. Her parents were missionaries to Samoa. That means she was there too. So um, she's gonna. I, I just thought I'd ask a question. You know why? Why? Oh, did you, you didn't get a mic? Sorry. Yeah. Thanks, Dean. So your dad was a missionary. You grew up on the mission field in Samoa. How did the World Evangelism Fund and just the support of the church make a difference for your family? Um, first off, your prayers, right? Your prayers are what help pastors and missionaries around the world um, get through. You might be praying for them, and they're in a situation where uh, you don't even know that they're going through, and your prayers help us through those situations when we're there. And then by your giving. I was raised in a house and went to a church that was built entirely by alabaster funds, and so those churches and schools that are built by your giving um, enabled me to grow up and to go to church, and it's a big part of our lives as missionaries and missionary kids. Um, my mom reminded us of a story that there was a little girl who sold her pig because she wanted to use it for the Lord. She got $100 for the sale of her pig, but God turned that, and it was to um, build a church in Samoa. And the $100 is turned into 1000 into 10 God can turn your $1, your $5, her $100 from her sale of a pig into anything he wants it to, to build a house for a missionary kid to grow up in, and so much more. And you might say, God, you're telling me to get $500? doesn't matter. He will miraculously provide for you and your family and everything you need. There were times we didn't have food. My parents prayed before they said amen. There's a knock at the door. And there was people with weeks of groceries. God will provide for you here in America like he provided for missionaries and missions and people serving all around the world and even in our own community. He will provide for you if you, in faith, promise to him. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's, that's why we do faith promise. Um, that's why we give, right? Um, Thanks, Deborah, so much. So how else does faith promise giving impact the world? Uh, your faith promise helps Mission Church uh, support our own missionaries. You know, uh, Steve Forks prayed for us. He's a missionary around the world. Yay, Steve. Yay. Yeah, yay for the support, <laughs> right? Elka <laughs> um, Mueller's in Mexico. Dave and Chrissy Johnson have been in Ethiopia for a long time. Now they do ministry elsewhere, but... Uh, again, those are those are our missionaries. Your your faith promise giving supports those. Um, again, that's why we do um, what we do. It's it's allowing people around the world to proclaim proclaim the gospel to again a world that so desperately needs it. Well, um, hopefully that gives you the big picture of what the Church of the Nazarene does around the world. I, I'm personally I love the missional mindset of the Church of the Nazarene. It's why Nazarene, or one of the reasons, is because we are missional. So um, I, I want to share five specific ministries that we're going to be involved in um, as a church, both in providing finances and in going. The why of these five ministries is that they allow um, people to be the hands and feet of Jesus, again, tangibly share the gospel. But, but the I question for you is, which one of these maybe do you think you should be called, you're being called to go on, uh, to participate in? So uh, Vic Entomar is going to come up and share about a uh, trip to Casa Nazarena in Bolivia. Gloria a Dios. Good morning. It's exciting to share a glimpse into our work and witness project in Bolivia. We call it the Mavericks. The I for me is that in 2015, I went on my first of three mission trips 
to Trinidad, Bolivia, in the northern part of the country, with Larry Webb, Pastor Larry Webb, and Judy Webb. Some of you will remember them as they were former members of our church here at Mission Church of the Nazarene. Larry was a retired missionary to Bolivia and then led with his wife nearly 40 short-term mission trips to various parts of the country. Larry's last book that he wrote was called Casa Nazarena, A Miracle in Process. The story of how short-term mission teams are building a thriving church in Bolivia. Before he passed away in 2020, Larry asked me to take the torch and to lead future mission trips to Bolivia to see his project through to its completion. COVID delayed us a little bit, but we're going back again this coming July. They have a very thriving congregation there in Trinidad, and the first part of the project has been completed, and that's the building of the church and the parsonage. There are still several parts of the project to be completed, and we'll be doing some of that in July. A dormitory and a water filtration plant, and later a third building will be a daycare center. The church is called Casa Nazarena. I'm very excited about the progress of this project and glad to be a part. Other parts of the trip will include a vacation Bible school, a medical clinic, and showing the evangelistic Jesus film. The people of this city and the local congregation love us as we love them. If you would be interested in more information out on the missions table, out in the courtyard, there's a clipboard with a place to put your name if you'd like more information. I would love for you to join us on one of these future mission trips. This Tuesday I'll be headed to Bolivia to dedicate the facility that Larry put so much of his time and effort into and his, his wife will be with us and several others. As Larry often told us, but let's see what God wants to do. That, that's a great trip. If you want to meet Nazarenes from all over the country, they, they, they kind of go together. So it, it, that's a fun way to do it. So um, Steve Gilbert's going to come up and talk about uh, a, uh, a trip to the Amazon. So. Thank you, Barry. Da 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 da. How would you like to go on a trip that makes you feel like Indiana Jones in the jungle in the Amazon? Well, we have one coming up in April, and it's just going to be a great time. I've been a couple times, so it's called Projecto Provost, which means the People Project, bringing Jesus to people around the world. Um, these are some photos real quick from uh, the last time April and I were there. These are indigenous craftsmen carving little actual stingrays that are found in the Amazon. This is a VBS outreach we did. Um, it's also, we're going to Manaus, which is the capital of Amazonas, a state in Brazil. Very big uh, metropolis actually, 2.2 million people. And yet you go out to these outer regions and there you can see the poverty. So if you have a little inkling, there's the big city, a little inkling at all to do any of these trips, no matter it's this or any of them, uh, the Bible says our life is like a vapor. We only get one life on this earth. So if you have the opportunity to step out of your comfort zone and go on a mission trip, I really highly recommend it because it will change your life. Amen. Amen. Uh, so, uh, Ricardo is going to talk about a trip a little closer to home. Thanks, Vic, for your leadership to Bolivia. Stephen April, for your leadership going to Brazil. I am from Peru, South America. Uh, Peru is about northwest of Bolivia and east of Brazil. So if you have a chance to go to South America, it's beautiful. And as I look at all of you, 
as part of my church. I am the product of missions. I was fortunate to be the grandson of the first Peruvian Nazarene national pastors in Peru who worked with the first American missionary in Peru. So what seems to be kind of far away? Now we have the opportunity to be part of a mission trip here in the U.S. and also in Mexico. There is going to be a project in the Holtville Church of Nazarene by El Centro and also in Mexicali, across the border. I challenge you and invite you to be part of the Three Amigos Club. <laughs> Steve Gilbert, Bob Bixon, Dean Kirby. So at least three of us are going to these short mission trips. El Centro is about an hour and 45 minutes from here, so be ready. I'm not a mechanically inclined type of person. But I can grab a hammer, I can get a tool and pass it to the people that know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you are like me, just take courage. You can be used in any capacity to serve God and to bring glory to God. Glory a Dios! Thanks, Ricardo. I, you know, I love the fact that our, our district does these district trips because... You get a chance to meet people um, that become good friends of mine now through through the district trips. Actually, and one of our speakers, their family's here because we met through the district trip and we we got connected. So, um, this uh, last August, we uh, we went uh, to Honduras. A group of us went to Honduras to partner with a a, a, a ministry called Cocal Gracias. Cocal runs a trade school, Mysterio Lovos. Um, it te- they teach welding, mechanics, computers, English, and uh, sewing. And they also partner with local churches in um, meeting community needs and, and spreading the gospel. Oh, I forgot. I'm supposed to be operating the clicker. Sorry about that. Uh, there we go. Okay. All right. Um, I got to point it that way. So... Um, the, this is Mr. Lavos. That's what they teach. This is the Timothy Center, and uh, uh, it's one of the ministries that they also um, uh, are involved in. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, in the classes in Mr. Lavos, they one of the things they do is this is the welding class, obviously. Well, they they actually have a Bible study in each of the classes, and a significant portion of the students don't know Jesus when they come, and we subsidize their education so that we get to share the gospel with them. And they also come out with a, a skill. Okay, yeah, this is our computer class. Again, they were sharing the gospel. This happened to be actually doing um, resumes. But So the uh, next slide is, is the cool, one of the coolest things for me. This guy had just accepted Jesus about a month before. And he was up sharing his testimony. Didn't know the Lord. Came to the ministry and found Jesus uh, through a Bible study. So again, why do we do missions? It's for him. It's, it's not the money or the building. It's, it's for people. And, and he's one of them. So praise God. Um, Jerry Goodwin is going to come up and uh, share a little bit about what, what he did. All right. So I was actually amazed at the number of things that we were able to do. And um, on this trip, um, there's a pastor in Riverside, Arlington. His name is J.J. Murillo. And he... Um, he went with us. He was born in Honduras, and he could speak Honduran Spanish, so he could really talk to them. And um, and he uh, also was an electrician before he was a pastor. So that was actually super important for my project. I was supposed to put this projector up, which um, you can kind of go to the next picture um, and maybe the next one. He's there in that picture, but you can see we actually did get it up, and you can see it at the very top, and then there's the screen that we had to put up, but the, the electricity goes out all the time, so we had to put switches in line, and you know, I'd have never been able to do that, so, so JJ was very helpful. We also put electricity, um, new panels in, there's a ministry house uh, in the same village, we put new panels in there, and, and of course... He's the master. I was the apprentice. So give me the screwdriver. Okay, give me this thing. So I, that's what I was doing. But I was sort of learning as we went. It was pretty cool. 
And um, we put in new lights in there and, and things like that. We put in a circuit to heat the shower water, which was really nice. Um, okay, so um, also did a couple other things, helped clear some land for some playground equipment. Barry's going to show some pictures on that. And, um, but I also got to do some mathematical consulting on material cuts to get the angles right on the raw material to build that stuff. So though I didn't work on it, I was a consultant. Um, <laughs> Um, a group of us uh, also started to work on raising, okay, so this sounds kind of weird, but we were raising a house up four feet. So let's see, click through that, that last one. Go back to the last one. Okay, so this house, um, the guy who was a professor at Cocal Gracias at the school, he lived here for 12 years. He said twice a year it flooded. That's the watermark in his house. And um, so the idea was to raise the house four feet. So we worked on that project. Mostly we were tearing things up instead of putting things back together. So you can see there's the, it was after the rain and we torn the roof off. It's full of water. Go to the next one. We're like doing really risky things with electricity, ladders, and water on the ground. Go to the next one. Um, here we're tearing the roof off. It's like metal. Uh, not wood, metal roof, metal beams, um, hooked to rebar. So it's not like you just like use a hammer and whack it off. It's more like get a metal saw, you know, saw it off. So here's what they're, they're adding it. And um, as we came back on the Thursday, right before we left, or the Thursday we left, you know, they were they had built up the windows up, the roof, the, the walls up, the doors up. And the idea was they would put some fill dirt in there, pack it down, pour a foundation over the top of that, and somehow the house is four feet higher. That's pretty cool. Um, anyway, um, so last week in church, Pastor Paul talked about growing in grace. And there's this verse, and we talked about it a lot on the trip, but First uh, Peter 4.10, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. So it's striking how God put this team together. Barry talked about it um, at, on the trip, like he was amazed at how it all came together, the different skills of different people, um, so that we had what we needed when we got there. It's kind of interesting. And so despite the hard work, and it was hard work, believe me, the trip was refreshing to my spirit. It was amazing. Um, and I guess I would encourage you to consider allowing God to work through you, administering his grace to others through you and the skills that you have. He's gifted you, so, um, you know, just let him work through you and show you how that works. Amen. Amen. Thanks, So, um, by, by the way, uh, the house we were building... Um, he, he, had, he had lost his legs in, a, in an accident, so he was living there in a wheelchair. Um, great guy, loves the Lord, serving the ministry. So it's a, talk about a game changer <laughs> for somebody. For him it was. Uh, in 2019, we, we did go uh, to Coquel, a, a different group. And one of the things we did, we, we went to a plot of land and um, Janet, you will remember, we, we stood on that plot of land and we, we heard the dream and the vision of maybe someday there'd be a children's center there. Um, we prayed and said, God, don't know how it's going to happen. We've got a piece of dirt. We don't have any money. We don't have any resources. Will you provide? That was in 2019. What happened in end of 2019, early 20? The pandemic hit, right? Well, surely nothing's going to happen during the pandemic. Everything, Honduras shut down. I mean, you you got to go out of your house one day a week during the pandemic. Well, miraculously, God found a way to make it happen. Um, you know, the vision was for, uh, we'd have a place for kids where they could um, learn both school uh, learning and, and uh, about Jesus um, that they'd have a safe place to play, uh, and that I'm not sure some of those things were that safe, but that we were going to show you, but that a safe place to play. But more importantly, they're, they're going to hear about Jesus. It would be the light in the community. Well, like I say, miraculously, 
it got built. The funds showed up. Uh, we got a chance to um, actually see the facility, uh, got to do a VBS in the facility, got to do some kids training and all that kind of stuff. Jerry, we, they showed the, you know, the, I don't think it was Jesus film, I think it was the other one, but they, you know, they're going to show movies. I, I heard from Brian, we're going to show, we showed our first movie, just a, a good, wholesome movie. We invite the community in, and then the parents get a chance to be part of that children's center. So you guys were part of that. You funded some of that. So thank you. Um, I want to cut, I just share a couple of other things about the trip. Um, we did construct the, the, Equipment from the teeter-totter, and I'm, I don't know where we are in the slides at this point, but in the merry-go-round. And I, I showed this before, but it's, I think it's worth a second look. We, the, that's the merry-go-round breaking. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't really designed for 25 kids, so we did fix it. actually got moved and, and in a different location got fixed. You'll see that a little bit later. So, um, but again, the joy of those kids. You know, why do you do missions? It's, it's the individuals. It's the, it's the people. So, um, Pastor Juan um, is the pastor of, of Agua Caliente, and I shared this story, I think, when I shared briefly last time, but you know, he felt God calling him to start a church uh, in Las Flores. It's about three miles, and initially he walked three days a week. Then we bought him a motorcycle so he could ride up there on this crummy trail, and he rode his motorcycle up, you know, and it rains almost every day in Honduras. It was a challenge. He did that for five years, three days a week for five years, and before the first convert. And I, the, the most humbling moment of that entire week and a half was hearing that story about how I'm so unwilling just to do a little bit to reach my neighbor. So he did that for five years. Well, we got a chance to go to the church. We rode up in a truck, which I think was the previous slide. There we go. And yes, we were all in that truck. Um, don't tell my wife. I was in the back, <laughs> hanging on for my life. Uh, the road's a little bit better, so we could drive up there. We, um, we did uh, get a chance to see the church that got built up there. Uh, we got a chance to do a VBS there. Again, all because you guys are supporting the, the ministry, so uh, just thank you. Um, I, I, I read this, had the, one of the kids read the scripture from Romans 10, 14, 15. I think Romans 10, 15 really says, how beautiful are the feet of Pastor Juan who brings the good news. Amen? So um, one of the other things we did uh, a lot of was we ate well. I need the slide. There we go. No. That's not what we ate. We saw lots of those, but we chose not to eat them. Uh, we actually had great food. Host, we just, we, this is when we went out for dinner, but fantastic food. That was great. Uh, but the most significant thing, uh, one, again, one of the most significant things for me was um, the, we, had a, we got a chance to go through the community and pray. Uh, this young lady, she was, I think, 20. She's pregnant. Um, and... She, this is her accepting Christ, us praying over her. What a privilege to be part of that. And so, again, uh, just being in the community and challenging me to be more intentional about reaching my neighbor. So um, we also have a thank you video from Brian, if you could run that real quick. Hi, Mission Church. This is Brian Rourke with Coco Gracias. It is a pleasure to be able to give you this video. Thank you so much on behalf of Coco Gracias, Timothy Center, Ministerio Ramos, for the team that you sent to us in August. We had a fantastic time. They did a wonderful job. As you can see, they built a playground behind us here at the Timothy Center, and it has put us on the map. All the kids want to be here now, and we're so thankful. Tonight is the first night, the first movie night that we're going to have with the projector that they installed in the salon. And down by Minister de la Voz, you guys helped raise Don Will's house. We just had a huge tropical storm last night. And any other time, his house would be flooded under two feet of water. But because of your help, his house is safe and dry, and we are so thankful. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for being a strong ministry partner with Coco Gracias and making all this possible. God bless. Tropical storm Julia and Hurricane Julia is going to hit Nicaragua. It's going to hit. It's going to flood. His house. No, it's not, because it got raised. So thank, thank you. I mean, I know, I know Will personally, 
And so thank you um, for me personally. Uh, we're going to go down again in August of 2023. If this is a trip you might want to be involved in, like all the others, talk to us out at the missions table, sign up. Um, it's not a commitment to go today. It's just letting us know you're interested. So, Well, the last opportunity I wanted to share is uh, the family mission trip. Great opportunity to work together as a family um, in, in spreading the gospel. It's also a great opportunity uh, to work side by side uh, with members of your church, get to know them better. I look across here, and I, so many of you I know so much better because you've gone on the family mission trip. So uh, Cindy and Dean are going to give their perspective. Yep. All right. Well, uh, so, you know, I started um, coming to this church uh, partly because of this, this uh, kind of what Ricardo was talking about, the district work, work and witness trips. And that's where I met Barry probably five, six years ago. And I think Bob was on some of the early ones. And they told me about that their church does a, a annual uh, trip to Tecate or to Tijuana to actually do a house build. They call it the family um, mission trip. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty amazing. That's really cool you guys get to do that. And heard there's a long history behind that. And so uh, I've only been coming to this church now. My wife and I have been coming for about a year and a half now. So uh, I jumped at the chance to finally be able to do a family mission trip. Uh, after all the, the different trips I've done over my life, mostly uh, trips to dis- district trips to Mexico. Of course, I went to Samoa with my wife. I've been to uh, now Honduras. So it was great to do that. And then Barry asked us to talk about this because we have very different experiences. This would be my first trip. And Cindy's been on all Are you going to read the script I wrote? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> You've already like blown through half of it. <laughs> and it was just your part. Do I, I always go off script. That's all right. Every, 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 he wanted us to contrast our trips because, he, read your script. <laughs> now you're blowing through our six minutes. All right, so for those of you who do not know, I will read Dean's part. The family mission trip is our church's annual trip to Mexico to build houses for the poor in the areas of Tijuana and Tecate. It was designed to give families and the young and old can you, you want to go? Didn't I say that? No. <laughs> to give an opportunity to serve on the mission field in an impactful way that is both cost-effective and relatively easy to travel to. Because we just go across the border, so it's really easily. Do you want to read mine, or should I read? No. So, okay, so I'll continue, and then you can pick it up. We usually go during the week of Christmas and New Year's, and um, we've been taking this trip for the past 20 years. Um, this past June, we also added a summer trip. And uh, so this is our trip of our first uh, group photo um, when we camped outside uh, and uh, that first year. We are now able to stay in the shelter of the Second Church of the Nazarene in Takati. So it's your script, goodness. Oh, so I thought you're going through your pictures now. No, we're here. Barry has asked us to talk about our experiences of the strip from two very different perspectives. For example, I have been on one family mission trip, and Cindy has been on all of them. Yeah. Dean's been on many different kinds of trips and trips around the world. I've only been on one. I've just been 20 times. And I brought my kids... But they, but they were in their 20s when I came with me last year. When Cindy started bringing her kids, they were only 6 and 8. Yeah, so long time. So Dean enjoys traveling. Obviously, he's been on a lot of these other trips. I'm what you would call someone who doesn't travel well. So this was a really big stretch for us. Um, when they planned the trip um, in, like, 2002, uh, I was very reluctant. I did not even want to consider going. Um, but uh, But... Uh, my husband worked out of town. We have four kids. He was not able to get the time off. So, uh, but God worked on my heart and uh, worked out the details of where the younger kids would, would be. And then, um, so we went on, on the first one. Uh, here's the first house that we built together. You might see some familiar faces in there. Um, and this is my kids. This is when we camped outside. Um, our first year, uh, my daughters are uh, six and eight there, and uh, we, we stayed outside. Um, eventually, 
my husband was able to come, and this is the first homeowner that he worked with, and it impacted him a lot. This picture was in his workspace in the garage for, a, I think it's still there, and uh, it, was, it was very impactful, and he's come almost every year, year since then. Eventually, we uh, brought the whole family uh, with us, and this was uh, a tradition for our family. Everyone in our uh, friends and other family knew that we would come here every year between Christmas and New Year's, and one year this was even our Christmas card. So it's very ingrained in tradition in, in, our, in our home. Um, let's see. So back to when my kids were little, they were working, they're building concrete for the floor, the foundation of a house, and they, they, they worked hard. Um, uh, what I've enjoyed the most about it is to see my kids grow and work into their roles in the trip and enjoy. Um, so here they're learning to do concrete. Uh, this is Stephanie's first friend down there. Um, she enjoyed meeting people, and uh, it kind of broke down this barrier that, that a lot of times people have. Uh, she continued to go and play with the kids and seek out with the kids and, and play with them. Um, later on, she would travel the world and meet people, and I believe this was a nice little segue for her to open up the world for there. Um, my kids got to work with some of the best people I know and mentor side by side. This is uh, Cassie of the other one who went the first trip with Andrea Wolf, and they are, you know, doing hard work, but they learned how to have a, a good time and have joy when they're serving the Lord and serving other people. Then um, she, uh, later on, she's in the middle with little Carson Fling there and the rest of the Fling family and some others you know, um, just, you know, reciprocating the love that she received as a child. Um, this one is uh, Laurel, my third daughter, and uh, young Jake Thurman there. Fun fact, they're engaged to be married, and they will be married this Saturday. So that is not common on the trip, so don't expect that. But, uh, and my husband's there on the roof, so they're working on the roof. Sometimes we brought friends with us. And then um, we always make time for the kids. So uh, this is one of the, the children of one of the family, the homeowners or the neighborhood around at that time. Now my son, J.D., he's got a couple hammers. I'm not sure he really knew what to do with the hammers that first trip, um, but I'm sure he learned quick. Uh, a few years later, here is a patient, Greg Crow, teaching him how to do uh, installing of uh, windows and doors, um, and uh, just taking time to, to mentor him in that. Later on, here is uh, J.D. and uh, an older Jake Thurman uh, doing the job on their own, working side by side. And um, if you didn't get that, that's future brother-in-laws. So super cool. Uh, and then, um, you know, there's VBS there. The, they always take time for the kids. There's Amanda, um, DJ, and... Uh, that's Joss, they're twins, sorry. Uh, so, uh, so we just always take time for, for the kids and, um, and VBS as well. So we appreciate she does that. So um, it's your turn. There's no script for this part, so I'm a little nervous. <laughs> so this is the trip that I did uh, this last, last uh, Christmas time. So that's my sons next to me. I was lucky to get them to come. They were only able to go for one day because they both work. So they, uh, they really enjoy it. They've been on other uh, work and witness trips with me in the past, so it was a great way to get them to continue um, being involved. Next. Uh, so we, I did go on a slab pour, which was fantastic, and I think we have the next one is scheduled for uh, November 5th. So that's another quick opportunity for you guys to do, to do a one-day trip. So we went down there. We actually poured two slabs, two different locations for the houses that we did uh, after Christmas. So this is one of my favorite pictures. This was at one of the places uh, we were doing the slab pour, and that's the mom holding the, the new baby and her little son. The son, I believe, was heading off to do his first baptism kind of thing, uh, service. And so, and uh, her mother is off, is next to the building. So that's the family, and you can see the house there that, um, that they currently live in. So it's the mom, it's the mom and dad, so I guess the grandparents, this lady and her husband and then all the kids and they're all in this one little essentially maybe two room house um, and then just below where, where they're standing is where this new house was being built so it really touched my heart to see them um, and then for, for them to continually watch us as we were doing the construction this was at the end of the 
the process. We had the house completed. Um, the, the Maria, the, the new homeowner, was very proudly standing in front. She, she kept ins- not inspecting what we were doing, but constantly was hovering over watching her house come up, and she was so excited. And so uh, actually there was a couple of her, uh, her relatives were in the picture with us. And so, yeah, it was a fantastic time. Um, really a chance to give to people who, strangers, you'll never see them again, uh, just sharing the love of God, helping others, and serving God. Unfortunately, the wet we didn't able to co- we weren't able to complete the stucco on that house because it was too wet. But another group will come along, come along behind us and do that. So this year we did our first uh, summer trip, and uh, we uh, took some other youngsters. The Allen family came and helped us on the Saturday. There's uh, they are doing some stucco and learning just like my kids did at their age. Um, and mixing stuff, so it just kind of full circles around to what we've learned and sharing and the families that we've been able to um, help and participate going on these trips. So um, this is our homeowner, Karen and Dylin and her husband receiving the keys, and then our whole group that, that went in the summer. Um, there we go. So that's what I got. And you don't have to have a family with you to go. A lot of us don't have families that can go. This last year, I went by myself. Barry went by himself, and we become your family. So please come and join us. Yeah. Good. Well, our one-day uh, slab pour is the fifth, so you can sign up for that. That's a great introduction to missions one day. You can go down, um, and then, or you can sign up for the, the four-day trip. Well, um, I, I hope that uh, you guys have seen that Mission Church really believes in missions. Um, it, like I think you said it's part of our DNA. Um, we believe in it both lo- locally and globally. Uh, missions is something we all do. But I, I want to go back to the question I asked at the very beginning of the service. What is the role for me? What's the role for you? I don't know what that is. You know, I think you need to pray about it and have God prompt you. Um, faith promise, giving and going, it's something we are going to do, or all can do, we can all participate in, that's really our goal. Um, we, we really pray that God prompts each one of us, and that we are simply obedient. That's all he asks us to do. So, Pastor. Yesterday I got a chance to uh, speak at our men's breakfast um, in the morning, and I shared my story, my mission story, my faith story, about how I got the chance to go to Russia in 1991 through Point Loma's Love Works program. As a son of immigrants, came to Point Loma with, three, with very little money. I had $300 in my checking account and a trip that costed $1,500. There's no rational way I could have gone on that trip if it were not for people just like you, who when I wrote a letter to say, hey, I get this amazing opportunity to go on a life-changing trip, hopefully for others, but also for me, would you, would you come alongside and sponsor me to go? And uh, enough people said, yes, I will help you. And uh, for me, money was never an issue uh, to go on this life-changing trip. And the reason I am a pastor today is in large part because I have seen God at work, even through me in my own life, to be able to do things that God has called me to do as a pastor. And as a college student, seeing that and trusting, learning to trust God that way helped me to be able to go to seminary where I didn't have the money to go, and yet God provided for that. And then, after seminary was done, go and plant a brand new church back home in Hawaii, where there was no funds to start a church, and yet God provides all that we need. To this very moment, when Mission Church called me as the pastor, and in my own flesh, uh, I was happy to do what I was doing at the time. But trusting God to know that his plan is so much greater than our own. And it is because when we say yes to the Lord, when we take the, take the opportunity, take a risk to say, you know what, that I don't know, 
I'm not comfortable doing that. You heard um, Cindy say, bring my children down to, ah, reluctantly. But you know what? I talked about the fire that burns within us. That's the spark that makes this fire grow in our hearts. And right now, I can tell you, Cindy's heart blazes for missions. Berries blazes for missions. Mine does too, because I have caught the fire. That's what faith promises about. It's about what it means to catch fire in our own spirit for the work that God has to do. If you go, oh, your life will be changed. If you cannot go, you can help others to go. And that's always a blessing as well, too. In your worship folder, you will find that Faith Promise uh, brochure. In it is this Faith Promise commitment card. And the thing that we only ask for you to do today is to pray. Lord, what would you have me to commit to Faith Promise this year? After hearing all that you have heard, all of the amazing things, the life-changing things, people's houses being raised up four feet so they don't trudge in mud after storms. Wow, I can't even imagine that. That's so cool. To provide homes for families in Takate. Eric, I saw you in the picture. We were on the same site. What a joy it was to work together. Not everybody can afford to go on these trips. And when you are able to give, you can help others to go. Just like as a student, I was helped to go. And lives get dramatically changed. Would you pray? Would you just take this card out? Would you hold it in your hands? And I'm just going to I'm going to say a quick prayer. Would you just pray, Lord, what would you have me to do? What is my part? What's the I in missions for me? My 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 prayer is college students, hear me when I say this. You take part as well too. I don't know, you can't give much cuz you guys are going to college, but you can give something. And you can even give your prayer, your time. And if any of you want to go on the family missions trip, talk to Barry. We'll make a way for you to go. Seriously. Jake, you were on that last one. Wasn't it amazing? Yeah, it was. It's life-changing. And so, church, my, my only request is that you give with your heart, right? 2 Corinthians 9, 7. It says, God doesn't want anyone to give reluctantly or out of compulsion. We're not interested in that here. I don't want to guilt you into giving. I want you to give joyfully because God loves a joyful giver. So let's pray. And then, ushers, would you come forward, please? Uh, We're going to receive the tithes and offerings at this time as well. If, If you say, Pastor, I don't need to pray. God's already speaking to me. You can go ahead and put your faith promise pledge in today. But if you haven't gotten to that place yet, hold on to your card. Pray about it. And bring it back next Sunday. My hope is that 100% of the people in this church will be a part of Faith Promise. That we all take part. We all give something. And God gets all the glory. Gloria a Dios. Let's pray. Father in heaven, you are so good. And today, after hearing all of those stories, my, my heart is ablaze for missions all over again. I can't wait to go on the family missions trip and to go do the slab pour and to work alongside the people in this church to do the good work that you have us to do. And when we go, we think, oh God, I'm going to do such good things to help others. And then when we return, we realize that you met with us there and it is our lives that have been impacted. My life that has been changed so much. So today as we pray, Today, as we consider today, as we think about, Lord, what by faith can I do for you? Stir in our hearts, Lord God. Move powerfully in us that we might be able to take part in the good work that you have in store for us. Bless this offering, we pray. May all that is given, Lord, today be given out of great joy for you. You are the giver of all good things. Thank you for all that you've provided us with. May we give generously from our own hearts to glorify you. Bless this offering we pray in Jesus' name. In the beautiful great commission that Jesus gave to his disciples, therefore go 
Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely my presence will be with you to the very end of the age. Go in the presence of God and let the, let the light of missions burn brightly in your heart. Have a blessed day.